When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development. Showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass, and Unfiltered Podcast. We are here today with another impactful guest. I'm talking with Diane Ployce, and she is has been working with Franchise for a long time, since 2004, and she has been helping business owners or individuals become franchise owners. And, you know, she opened my mind to the franchise lifestyle. Granted, I don't own one yet, but I'm a lot more open to it now because there's so many other options than just owning a restaurant and or a fast food chain. Um, and we can we're gonna dive into a little bit of that and just more about Diane herself. So Diane, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you very much, Olivia. I appreciate the welcome back here. <laughs> of course, of course. So if you could just for the people that did not hear your podcast before. Will you just give them a little rundown of what you do and who you help? Happy to do that. I am what's called a franchise business consultant. So I work with people many times that are in career transition. They may have been downsized, usually through no fault of their own, or they may want to diversify and have another source of revenue, but they don't really know much about franchising. They think it's just fast food and french fries or that it costs a million dollars. And those are pretty much myths. So I first learn about the person, their goals, their skills, their interests, what they want to accomplish through a franchise. And then I look for franchise companies that would be a good fit for them and available in their area. So you might say I'm giving people options and choices for their next step in their career. Yeah, that's that's awesome. You um you are the franchise fitter. And guys, I forgot to mention this, but um check her out on LinkedIn. She's got so many helpful tidbits on there and you can just get to know her better. Um and you know, she's always providing value on there. Um if franchising is something that you're interested in or you know, if you want to come up with a different um like a career change you might want to you might might want to make um 
What are some of the trends that you've seen happening this year in the franchise industry? Well, I think with people going back to work now, not everyone wants to. I've heard the term toxic workplace more than once, and not everyone wants to go back and and deal with some of their cube mates or whatever, or go into the lunchroom and find the dirty dishes or whatever the case is that they had forgotten about, or the person who speaks loudly and you can hear the voice throughout the whole open office. And not everyone wants that long commute. They say, gee, I worked from home. I was ultra productive. I'm responsible. Mm-hmm. I could probably do more and I'm capable. Maybe there's something else that I should consider. And no one ever comes to me and says, I absolutely want to do this franchise or I want a franchise. They say, I'm considering, I'd like to explore. Maybe there's something more. Maybe there's something better. Maybe there's something that will benefit my hard work and effort that I can be rewarded for rather than this group raise or right now companies are having hiring freezes. So all of a sudden you went from being this valued employee to just thinking, oh, I I have a job. I guess I better be satisfied with that. So when we look at options, people learn a lot about themselves in the process. Mm-hmm. And would they like to work with for themselves with the help of a successful franchise partner that says, we've done this before. This is what we recommend. Do this, do this, this works, this works don't do this. We tried this. We lost money. We we spent extra time. Avoid it. Trust us there. And so the franchise company helps them as well as fellow franchisees. So there's other people that have gone down that road ahead of you. They forged the path. You might think of an independent business. You're in the jungle and you're, you're hacking away. You're going through. It's hard. Many people do it, but it's hard. It takes a lot of energy. And with a franchise, it's like someone has already gone through with that machete. They've cleared the path. They know where they're going. They can help you with that. So usually, I like to say you can get down the road further and faster with a franchise. Yeah. Um, And that was one of the other things that when we talked about it last time that I was really like, because I'm one of those... I've, I've worked restaurants for 11 years and I have, I recently took a um, management position at my restaurant. And I mean, I've got six weeks of training. I work fine dining. So it's like, it's a different level. We, we're, we're a multi-million dollar store, but we're, we're one of the lower tiered stores, but it's still nice that I've worked for the company for three years. And and then just seeing the training and everything. And I'm saying all this because it's so different than what it would be like in a mom and pop restaurant, you know, not necessarily having those same structured standard training procedures. And that's what you have when you go into, um, a franchise. You've got a lot more of a bulletproof plan. They've, they've tried and true methods that a lot of, and there's usually a lot of franchises in um, like locations in a franchise, right? Yeah. 
So there's so many people that uh, they understand different different markets, different different types of things, and what works regardless of the market, what works regardless of the season, and that's nice to know when you're going into trying something, starting something new. You have someone to kind of hold your hand along the process. Absolutely, and there's benefits such as buying power. So many times, whether that's with product, whether food or uniforms, or advertising, or digital marketing, many times that's where they can excel and, and give you a few more percentage points towards profitability. And it's just much easier because they've checked out the vendors. They have a person running the digital marketing. And some of these things change so quickly that it's hard to keep up. So most of the time we look at it and we say, oh, th thank you for doing this because you your level of sophistication is so much better than usually what an independent person could do and it's not that independent people aren't great at what they do and right. but but when you experience this experience you know just even when <laughs> we're walking my husband is obsessed with the case right now of the waukesha like person that's the sovereign he's not even considering himself a citizen but he's representing himself okay and and it's just like this is why we have lawyers okay lawyers that go to school and try cases okay <laughs> like we can't we can't just disregard people's experience and training um because that that takes you so much further um and learning um from those types of people um i have a friend that's recently got into uh, real estate. She's doing luxury real estate. And so she chose a broker that um, has a very high training process. Good, you know, just things that work for her because it's like, I, she's like, I need this so I can go further. And business owners, guys, it's risky out there right now. We're, we're, up, we're coming up on a crazy recession um possibly you know we're coming up in 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 we never know what what's happening all right we never know what's happening but it's nice to have those extra hands to help you out so when you talk about restaurants and training one of my jobs during college was working for a restaurant and i was pretty much clueless and i didn't have any training and one day some people ordered lobster. I had never had lobster. And the chef put the lobster out and I took it out to the table. And the people looked at me and they said, where's our melted butter? Where's our little fork? Where's our lemon? And I didn't know any of that had to go with it because I simply hadn't been trained. So again, many times franchise companies will have videos on these types of things that they'll say, here, new employee, Sit down, watch this, learn about this, whether you're in senior care or in fitness or or whatever. So some of the basics. And, and it was embarrassing. I still remember it how many years later and was really a result of inadequate training. Uh, so these little things, hopefully, I, I believe the people were, were regular customers, so they cut me some slack. But nonetheless, that could have been very detrimental to the restaurant. Yeah, I did something <laughs> similar, but it was with soup. So the restaurant I worked at before, we could just take the soup out 
in the bowl. We didn't have to put a plate under it. Well, this other restaurant, I had to put a plate under it and it was like a whole deal. And I'm just like, well, no one told me that. Like there's certain, there's certain things, but it's like, it is very clear cut when you're working with franchises, very corporate places. They have those tried and true methods. They've got those trading systems in place. Um, and there, there's a a lot of other benefits too that you mentioned, you know, having the vendors already figured out for you, having the marketing already figured out for you. Um, now, yes, you've got rules and things to stick to it, but what type of person is ideal to own a franchise? That's a very good question because not everyone should own a franchise. So I like to think on a scale of one to 10 with one being the person that needs that guaranteed paycheck every two weeks. They would not be comfortable in a franchise because there are no guarantees. Mm -hmm. So they probably would be up worrying and it, it just would not be an appropriate match. Likewise, the person who is that 10, who is fiercely independent, probably that Renaissance person is gifted in many areas, could do many things, probably has done several startups already, they would feel probably a little restricted in a franchise. So it would not be for them either. So if you look at the people, let's say from three to seven on that one to 10 scale, those mm -hmm. would be the people that are hardworking, diligent, responsible, self-starters, creative, creative, like to learn, um, have a certain amount of, of grit and determination because it's still work. You still, you're still doing it. Someone's telling you what to do or how to do it, but you're the person who still has to do it. You're hiring the people, you're managing the business. So you have to say, I want to lean into that. I want to have more control. I want to reap some of the benefits. I know there's going to be some problems along the way, but I probably can handle them or with the help of the franchisor and fellow franchisees, I should be able to. So that's the person. And, and I really think with franchising, there's a great deal of transparency. So you learn all kinds of information from the franchisor as far as the training and the support and what you're all getting. And then you get to verify that with all existing franchisees. So if Mary and Jane and Patricia have all gone ahead of you, you can talk with them and you can say, so how was your training program? And when you call corporate, do they pick up right away? Are they helpful? Do they answer your questions? How long does it take to get back? Do they have an intranet system? Are they continuing to upgrade things? All of these questions you can ask if you'll but take the time and learn about the business. So in many respects, it's a bit like trying it on. You don't know for sure how you're going to do because you haven't done it yet. But I like to say that a tiger doesn't change its stripes. If you've been successful before, if you're that hardworking, honest, ethical person giving good customer service, comfortable hiring, probably like to be involved in the community, would that change? It probably wouldn't. And you probably then excel in your own business with the rewards that you would you would get from it. Thank you. Because I think that it's important to to state because you, I just like, I don't think entrepreneurship's for everybody. People always ask, oh yeah, you no, everybody, no. People are so different. 
Now with working in these industries, I have also realized like when it comes to managing people nowadays, it seems so much more difficult because um, so many people just, it, it's a different work ethic with the types of people that you may be hiring and just dealing with the different um, personality styles. And then you've got, you've got to deal, deal with different personality styles at higher levels as well. In what ways do you suggest a per, like what are some of the soft skills in leadership that you suggest people have um, in order to become franchisees? I think an ability to make a connection with a person. So if you're hiring that person, why did they apply for that specific job? What are their goals? Are they simply in it for the paycheck? Are they looking to advance? Would they like to become a supervisor? How could you best utilize that person and their skills? I, I think that's part of it. Another aspect would be setting clear expectations. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people, um, maybe particularly after the pandemic, have gotten a little loose as far as showing up on time or dress code. And if that's important to you, you need to spell that out. So mm -hmm. setting the clear expectations and ideally tying those in with rewards. So people know if we hit these goals, if we if we do this, this is what we'll achieve and to be part of that team to work together. Um, in many respects, it's it's probably nothing uh, that different from years ago, but be sensitive, take the time. I am a huge podcast listener and I was just listening to a podcast from a very successful person. And he said that his dad had been mayor of the town. And one day every week, his dad would go out and go on the route with the garbage drivers. And he would learn the drivers because he would spend the full day with them. And he said, you learn the city, the alleys, everywhere because you're on this garbage truck. But he learned what it was like. And this person had been in, I believe, medical device sales and had called in the pharmacies and different aspects and was out with the reps and sometimes would have to unload trucks and do these things that he pitched in and helped. And, and he did that simply from the example that his dad did. And when it came time for, uh, he said, different promotions or contests, his team rallied to help him because they liked him because he had helped them. So I think we look at how can we help each other with this and, and learn and, and spend some time. Absolutely. And I mean, I think there are some things that have changed the workforce a little more depending on the states that they're in. Um, and I'll go into that a, a little later, but um, I, I think it's so important because you mentioned it basically when, when you're hiring that person on, you know, saying um you know basically what's your work ethic why are you here what are your goals not saying what your work ethic is because I've, that's not a good question to ask because of course people are gonna be like oh i've got a great work ethic what's your ideal work schedule you know how how do you feel about you know and letting them just tell you you know listening active listening um was a part of that as well you know and you know to really understand what that person's goals are and everything like that you have to be active listening so that I think these are all really good soft skills. Thank you for sharing those because they're important. 
Yes. Also showing appreciation for a job well done. So many times people want to do good work. They want to excel. And if they're not recognized for it, then why are they going to do it again? And that can be simply recognition of that good job. It, it could be maybe taking a couple hours off, maybe some movie passes or whatever the case might be, or maybe recognition among peers. But that is so important as well to understand that the person put forth the effort, they did a good job and should be recognized. Making people feel appreciated, you know, it's so important. So Diane, last question. What, what do you see yourself doing in the next year for 2023? Well, a lot of people are still in career transition and exploring. So I love helping people in that position and hopefully finding the right path for them. The nice thing that I think is when people explore whatever choice they make, then it's the best for them. And I can celebrate that. So I'm happy to, to chat with people, to look at franchise options for them. It may be right now, it may be right in a year or two, kids may have grown or whatever the case is, or they may save a little bit more, but it's just, I think it's rewarding when you can look at things and say, this is this is my choice, this is the path that I'm going on now. And, and we've had lots of time at home, so now is the time to spread our wings a little bit and explore. Absolutely. Well, Diane, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so happy to have you on here again. And um, I, guys, like I said before, if you would like to connect with her, her links are in the show notes or description box below. Thank you very much, Olivia. And I do have a quick chat with Diane if anyone wants to schedule a call. And that's a lot easier than trying to spell or pronounce my last name, Plois. So quick chat with Diane can get you on my calendar. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass.